Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Hey, hey, Andy. Hey, Patrick. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, man. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a question for you, Andy. Yeah. Would you rather have one nipple or two belly buttons? <laughs> Best would you rather ever. Well. Would you rather have... <laughs> Would you rather have one nipple or two belly buttons? Okay, I know the answer to this. Okay. You know the answer. I know to this? the answer. I have my answer for this. <laughs> so Man. here, here we, here we it's go. Like, it's like you've thought about this, <laughs> and I have not thought about this, but I, it just, it just came to me because this makes a lot of sense. Um, this makes a lot of sense. Patrick, I'm gonna ask you a question. What do you oh, use boy. your nipples for? <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to turn this back on to me. <laughs> I don't know what I use either of these things for. Okay, but the one thing is you did use your belly button for something at one point. Not your button itself, but it the whole. Purpose. It had a purpose, right? Yeah. So my answer is I would rather have two belly buttons <laughs> because when so I was gross. when I was in the womb, I would have had <laughs> I would have had double the sustenance, and so I'd be like I'd come out like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like. And so I would just I be like ready. Come out like Arnold Schwarzenegger, or come out more like the penguin from, from <laughs> freaking Batman, dude. I think that would depend on um, what my mother consumed. Yeah, if she was eating creatine and steroids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which every good mother should. <laughs> just whey. If she was eating whey, creatine, and injecting steroids, you might come out like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two belly buttons. <laughs> I go, I go, I go. One nipple, just for the sheer fact that I don't. I think two belly buttons would just be super creepy. It would be very creepy. <laughs> so, is your one nipple? It's still like on either side, right? It's not like in the so, middle or yeah, anything. I don't, it doesn't say anything about like where it would be. Yeah, because you wouldn't want like a nipple on your shoulder. Yeah, or, or on my back. Or, yeah. So I think I think it would just be one of them. Okay. Yeah, and then your two belly buttons, I assume, would be in the same. Yeah, the same. I think area. so because they have to, you know, <laughs> go to my stomach. It doesn't say what if one of them's an innie and one of them's an Audi. <laughs> well, that's the <laughs> best of both extra, worlds. Extra creepy. <laughs> All right, let's. Should we get to the serious topic? I thought that was the serious. That was. Topic. Should we just end the podcast? <laughs> We've covered that. Okay, one. that uh, was... Yeah, go ra- go rate us up on iTunes. Uh, we're looking for a four point eight. We know we can't get a five. That's unattainable. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, we got we have new topics, Andy. We added some new topics to the machine. Um, before we move on, Patrick, I think this is uh, important. I think you and I have both come up with good answers here for this this really pertinent question. <laughs> Um, if you, podcast listener, have a, an answer that you would like to share with us or share with the rest of the world, please. And you're talking about the one nipple or two, podca- yeah. two, uh, two podcasts. <laughs> one, one nipple or two belly buttons. Please, please write in. Um, uh, email us at uh, designmuchtopics.org and yeah. let us know which one, which one works better for you I and think why. It's just topics. Oh yeah, I, did I get it wrong? Topics yeah. at designmuch.org. Um or LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever. Just yeah. Like, just just reach <clears> out to us any way you can. Hit us up with hashtags two belly buttons. <laughs> yeah. Or hashtag one nipple. 
and we'll tally it up and we'll come to a conclusion. That's perfect. Would you would you rather have would you rather have your two belly buttons? You went with two belly buttons. I went with two belly buttons, yeah. In your two belly buttons, would you rather have those belly buttons filled with spiders or bees? (laughs) That's for next week. (laughs) Or both, like a mix. Yeah. Like spiders in one and bees in the other. That's that's true. Maybe this this is so gross, dude. I'm gonna throw up. Please just okay, let, us, yeah. let us know what hashtag what? two belly buttons hash or hashtag one nipple. Have you checked the hashtag one nipple recently? I don't know. I, hope, I don't know that's if we should check it at work. Safe for work. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let us know because um, we we need to know. We we want to find. We want to get down to the bottom of this this question. That's that's what our job is here at Design. We get much. down to the bottom of that. Those two belly buttons and see what's down there. <laughs> but now we can we can move on um, to the. The secondary topic of today, the less important topic. Yeah, the of less today. important topic. We have a bunch. We have all, we have a bunch of new less important topics. <clears throat> yeah. In the topic machine. Thank yeah. you, thank you to everyone who who uh, sent us. I got a couple emails. We got a couple. We got a bunch of people on LinkedIn uh, sending some topics. So thank you to you folks that did that. Keep them coming. And hopefully, hopefully yours. We don't know because this is random, but hopefully yours will get picked if you send in the topic last week, right? That's right. You never know what the random machine topic generator is going to yeah. do. The what was it? The XP three thousand JT or something like that. Yeah, it's topic the generator. the latest model. Um, yeah, somebody dude. bought a T shirt off the website, so we were able to upgrade. Yeah, pay for the newest, <laughs> the newest topic generator machine. <laughs> All right, you ready to go? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, ready? I'm gonna start up the, the lever. X7 4000. Here we go. All right. <laughs> it's, it's much quieter than the last one. Yeah. Um, that's a lot better. Um, so this question comes from friend of the show, Allie Clark, Allison Clark. Again, we got another one from Allison. We put Clark. a bunch of new ones in there, and freaking Allie Clark shows up again. Yeah, it's All a great right. one though. So Patrick. How do you collaborate on bigger teams? This is what Allie Clark wants How to know. How to collaborate on bigger design teams? Yeah, I don't know. Have you have you ever worked on a bigger design team? I, I guess wonder what bigger means. That's that's a great question. We need to define what bigger is because I think there's there's different um, versions of bigger based on where you are. Yeah. Um, here in Utah, in what is known um, as <laughs> Silicon <laughs> Slopes. Oh, he said it. <laughs> Hashtag one nipple. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, here in um, here in Utah, in this area, we we have we have lots of great design teams, and um, we define bigger design teams as probably other companies like that are in California and other areas that are you know big tech scenes. Those probably have a lot bigger design teams than we have. Mm-hmm. Um, here at Canopy, we have how many? Are we at nine right now? We're up to eight. We're eight up to eight. Total. Eight, eight total. Yeah. Um, we're a little bit on the larger side. Um, there's a lot of companies that have like you know one or two designers. Um, that's my understanding, at least. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. So we have so Utah. There's a ton of startups. Yeah. Uh, a ton of uh, a ton of embryonic startups, like really tiny, Embry- embryotic. Is that what it is? I'm certain that's what it is. A lot of startups with, with two <laughs> belly buttons, so they're coming out, coming out like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. But uh, 
Yeah, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of small startups, right? Which generally you're looking at one to three people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of those, um, and then there's a. Uh, yeah, kind of like where we're at. We're still kind of startup, but we're bigger. Yeah. So you're looking at like eight, you know, five to ten people usually. So, um, and then, but then we do have bigger companies here. So like Portalsight has like 50 billion people on their design team now. Yeah. Because they've been like hiring everyone. That's where Allie Clark is. So that's probably why she's asking the question. Oh. <laughs> um, but I, w- I, th- I don't know how many they have now, but. They're, they're probably 20 in their 20s, maybe, yeah. design, design team, 20 plus. Which I, I would imagine. say is like extra large for Utah. For Utah, that's pretty big. Yeah. I don't know how much like Workfront, I think they have a big team. I know uh, like um, Family Search, they have like 30. Yeah, Family Search. LDS Church probably has 15, 20, 20 plus, mm-hmm. I would imagine. So your bigger, your bigger corporations probably have a lot more there's also teams like there's also teams like degreed um who have some designers here and then they're kind of co-located so those teams can get bigger too they might have a core they might have five or six here and then they they get bigger uh outside and structure probably has 20 or 30 plus i think now designers yeah so it sounds like we are not really on the bigger side of things we're more like on the medium side of things. We're in the medium, yeah. Canopy would be in the medium. I think a lot of companies here are probably in that same boat. Yeah. Like five to ten people. Yeah, okay. Great. So bigger design teams, I think you're look, probably looking at 20 plus. Okay. And then, yeah, like you said, if you're in Silicon Valley, like I know Airbnb has like a billion. Yeah. I may be over-exaggerating, but I feel like they have a billion there. Mm-hmm. Like they have tons of, like they have one of their, one of their divisions probably has 30 in it. Yeah. And then you have Facebook, which has just too many. <laughs> too many. Hundreds. Designers. How many how many I don't I don't know the numbers, but I I bet there's probably over a hundred at Facebook, right? Designers? Uh, no idea, but Product I'm sure I'm sure it's that or higher. Yeah. Yeah, so probably full time. That's not even contract work. Yeah. So this is this is definitely this is a, a, a wild interesting ass question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question. Like <laughs> Um, so as these teams get bigger, so we have defined bigger for Utah is like, you know, 20, 30 plus. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you collaborate on those sort of teams as, as a design team? So that's that's very interesting how that's set up. I have personally never worked at a team that's larger than the one here at Canopy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we've had 12 at the most, right? Um, so I've never worked on a team larger than that personally. So I haven't ex- experienced a, a 20, 30 team or, you know, b- above that. Um, so I'm sure as they get a lot bigger, there are a lot more um, growing pains. Um, there's a lot more issues with, with collaboration in those teams. Yeah. So I worked when I was an instructor, I think we had about 20 designers there at one point. Okay. We were on two, there was like four different products so we were kind of and they weren't the same like here here at canopy or other places you've worked it's like one core product mm-hmm. um, and you each like take a piece of that product yeah, that you're you working each on each take a piece of that but there we had different we had different products so we had like our we had like our lms our canvas our like our, our uh, higher education lms we had a commercial one a corporate one and then we had a couple other products on top of that so like we were spread out, so it was design styles and stuff were a lot different on different products. 
um, things like that. But um, the the collaboration piece was always a little bit tricky with that team because you, you if you have like twenty people on your team, you can't just get in a room and have a critique. You can't just get in a room and collaborate on stuff. You don't yeah. have time really just to go through everybody's stuff. Um, I think the bigger the teams got, the collaboration sort of happened on their product. Okay. More because it was it was a smaller team. Like you had, you had a team of ten, you had a team of five, mm-hmm. a team of two. So collaboration kind of happened there, but the the cross collaboration was always a little hard. And that I'll, that I don't know if they ever. I don't. I don't. When I was there, I don't think we ever really solved it. Um, they probably solved it now, but um, yeah, it was always kind of hard because you didn't know like. You could have one product working on something that's very similar to another product, mm-hmm. and you you would hopefully want to glean ideas off of each other, even though the products were different. We could never like collaborate on that very well. Yeah, we were good at collaborating on foosball. Uh, we were good at collaborating on Slack, making fun of other people. I was okay. always making fun of other people, not actual designers. Well, it was just designers in general. We just made fun of each other a lot. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we were we were good at. Cross functionally collaborating that way across <laughs> products, <laughs> but maybe not as good on the actual work. Yeah, and so did, did those different <laughs> products have different design styles? Did you share the same styles across those products? Uh, they had different. They had different. The, the okay. core two because they had when I was there, we had we had canvas, we had bridge. Mm-hmm. Those two had distinct styles to them. Okay, and then the other products kind of shared or had similar styles, but. So that might have been a little bit easier. So you're not like because you're you're very much split off from the other side, you know, of the the those other products and those individuals working on those. Mm. Like I imagine that would be a huge friction point of like how you're collaborating if you're all using the same style and one other side of the the product or another product is like changing the style, but you're using the same yeah. style, and then that could be really <laughs> difficult, I imagine. But it sounds like you guys, you know, sectioned off products and experiences, and you you had those different. So you're able to kind of break your teams down a little bit into smaller mm-hmm. experience teams, right? I think the one thing we did do a good job at was collaborating on our users. Hmm. We did a pretty good job. Even though products were different, Every all the products had similar user types. Okay. Uh, similar archetypes. And so I think, we, I think we did a really good job of sharing that data and sharing research with each other mm-hmm. and talking about users and who's using that. I think we did really well with that, actually, um, because I think that's easier to communicate yeah. than design things, right? Like having critiques, communicating design, behaviors, uh, interaction, stuff like that that you're working on project-wise is a little bit harder, I, I feel like. So that's where I think we had the harder time doing it. Like we would still have design cre- – we, we had like a big design critique every week. Uh, when we were there, and it would get it would get a little crazy, like with every designer in there. Yeah, everybody was there. Wow. And so I think at one point we did split that out, and then we kind of had our own critiques and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then we try to get together and have like um, <clears throat> have like time where we kind of work together. There was one. There was one cool thing that um, I can't remember whose whose idea. I think it was just. I think it was our 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 director Kyle Jensen, but. He had uh, he would schedule a day. It was like once a month or every other month that uh, he called GSD Day, Get Shit Done Day. Uh, and the whole entire team, like we get a big conference room, bring our monitors down, have lunch. Like the whole day, we were just working on our projects, hanging out, listening to music, 
and it was actually really cool. That I think that was one of the times where I got to see more of what other people were working on okay. and the other products than I ever had. Yeah, so how did that work? So you, you all got down together and you just started working, but you were like, because you were close in proximity, you were talking to each other and asking questions and like, yeah, that's kind of how it We would it either be like at a big conference table and we'd all just, like everybody would bring their machines down, we'd bring our monitors down and everything. Like and we'd do it the day before. So like, okay. Like if we if we had if we had our get shit done day on Friday, then we'd have the Thursday like a bunch of us would bring all of our stuff down Thursday night okay. and set it all up, and then the next day we come in and we start working, and then uh, yeah, Kyle would like order lunch for us, and we'd hang out. And we had that was back too when we had the DJ. We used to play the DJ app. Do you remember that? Uh, mm-hmm. What was it called? I remember you we went out of business, and everybody was so sad. Show that us. He showed that to us. I remember that. Um, yeah, we do the DJ apps. We'd all play music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We'd fight over whose songs came up and play silly songs for each other. Yeah, um, those were always they they felt it sounds like they were less productive, and maybe they were productive in the sense of like getting actually getting your UI done or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they were they were pretty collaborative days. Okay, because there'd be people that you didn't know. I didn't like there'd be other people on the team that I didn't really work with that much. And so, you know, you could sit next to them and work with them and be like, what are you working on? Yeah. I'm working on this thing and ask each other questions. And I'm sure that came a lot more naturally than like, you know, randomly walking up to somebody you don't know as they're sitting at their yeah. desk and asking them questions. Right? Yeah, because you walk past. Well, and we were we were uh, cross-functional teams for the most part. So, like, we didn't sit next to each other. Yeah. Like, our little teams kind of did, but we didn't all sit next to each other. So, you're not walking past each other's monitors and glancing over the monitor and seeing, like, a weird color and then being like what? he's using that weird color what's that color for you know like there's not there's less of that um like um incidental interaction okay when you're not sitting next to each other so that was kind of nice to have that at least for a day mm-hmm. once a month um so we we did that we we tried to we tried to bridge the gap a little bit on some of that okay here, here, I don't think we'd have too much of a problem collaborating. I think, well, I think we do a little bit, but it's more like knowing where our projects overlap because yes. we work on the same, we work on the same uh, product, but it's not, it's not because of the, it's not because of the number of people on our team. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that relates with, you know, Ali's question of collaborating on bigger design teams, how to do that better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it's still interesting to talk about like what we're doing here in terms of collaboration and how we we are communicating that back and forth. We've mm-hmm. started to implement some new processes here to have that happen. I don't know if you want to speak more to how you feel like that's going to help. Yeah, like on our thing, and I think this probably would would be beneficial on a bigger team even more, mm-hmm. would be more critical, is knowing what each other's working on. So. Like um, we've had a couple of times where we've had two designers working on things that are similar or things that like are part A and part B of the entire interaction, right? Yeah. So if you look at the user interaction, you look at the user journey, you like you might have one or two, three designers working on part of that whole entire chain. And I think where we haven't done, um, where I haven't facilitated a good, a good enough job is is making sure that everybody's talking to each other and, and actually collaborating with each other, not just communicating, but collaborating with each other. Um, so yeah, we're doing, we're, we just started like another, we've done all kinds of stuff. And you, you know this, Andy, we, we try things 
mm-hmm. and then see if they work. Yeah. If they don't work, we just change it. Yeah. Um, but, so we've had like design standups in the past. Uh-huh. Uh, but this time we're trying to have another design stand would be more accountable and add a demo component to it. So like instead of quick, you know, status update status or status update standups, mm-hmm. we're trying the, uh, um, yeah, let's, let's take like an hour long chunk and we'll go through what everybody's working on and they'll demo it so that you can actually see what they're working on. And then maybe it will, it will trigger like last Friday. We had a nice, we had a nice, we had a lovely moment, Andy, where you were demoing something. We were stuck on where these two projects would interact. Andy demoed something to the entire team. And then the people that were involved in that project at least saw it. And then all the questions started to come up. Yeah. Cause I think that's part of the problem working cross-functionally on the same product is you don't know where to jump in. Mm-hmm. Like you're working on your thing over here. This other person's working on their thing over here and you're not sure exactly what they're working on or where they're at or, you know, how far down the road they are. And you're not exactly sure how to ask the right questions to start collaborating. And so the hope is, is that once we see what each other, what everybody's working on, right, then that will, that'll spark those questions. Yeah. That'll ignite those. And I think the same thing on a bigger team. I don't know how you facilitate that on a bigger team, um, you know, with 20 plus people, because that would just be great. Like with our team, it's going to be like eight, eight people. We're talking about a couple hours a week, probably one to two hours a week to, mm-hmm. to demo everything that we're working on. So, um, you know, that would just scale up, right? If you did something very similar, then you're talking about 20 people. And then you're talking about four to six hours a week of just demoing what everybody's working on, which at that point seems kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that would work super well. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, like, I've never worked on a gigantic team like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to make some assumptions, and I'm not, like, a, a manager at, at, by any means, and I haven't experienced this. But I will say, like, from the side of a designer, um, and as you said, like, it's hard to know where you jump in. Like, where do your experiences cross mm-hmm. each other? Um, it's really helpful to have um, somebody facilitate that that collaboration. I think you can, as a designer, you can be great at being proactive, but you can't control everybody else being great at being proactive. Yeah. And it's also, in the first place, hard for you to be proactive because <laughs> you're like, you're working on your thing and you own this thing and you have to make sure it works really well. But then it's also hard to go, oh yeah, how does this also impact the entire rest of the experience? And you don't directly own that, but at the same time, you kind of do own it as a designer on the product. So it's like, it's really hard to balance all of that. But having like a a manager or at least some sort of facilitator that's going to help create a process or even explore or experiment with different processes to help collaboration, I think that's, that's really big. If there's not somebody doing that, I I would assume that collaboration is really not going to happen unless everybody is super proactive. You have to be, everybody has to be advocating for collaboration. Yeah. Like, I think, I think if we roll it, if we peel it back all the way, that's the first step is, did you hire people that are willing to collaborate? Uh Uh-huh. And regardless if there's two people on the team or 73, like, have you hired people that actually can collaborate? Because... There's, there's designers, you've worked with designers before, I've worked with them, that don't want, like, part of them, they just don't want to collaborate. Mm-hmm. They just feel like they shouldn't. 
um, or don't want to, or just choose. They just think they're good or whatever. Yeah. They just pride. Um, and then there's, then there's another type of designer that just doesn't know how to collaborate. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of sit is I think a lot of people just don't know how to do it. And it's one thing to be proactive, but then be proactive with the collaboration part of it is different. Yeah. You know, reaching out and talking to people, but actually like actually asking the questions. Like, what are you working on? I heard you're working on this thing that sounds similar to mine. What are you working on? Can you show it to me? What are you doing? How are you making decisions? Like, yeah, that's more true collaboration, right? Than just like knowing that somebody's working on something else. That's similar years. That's not collaboration. So then having people that can, can understand that or learn that or pick that up. And then I think the other part of it is having the tools to do it. Because mm -hmm. collaboration tools, there's like... I mean, we we just did two we just did two uh, podcasts on Figma, who apparently have solved that that piece from a tool standpoint. Um, so yeah, it sounds like that would be a great tool on a bigger team. Yeah, because everything's out there, right? everything's out in the wild. Hopefully, hopefully having it out in the wild, but then having some kind of facilitation. Because like you brought up, it. On a big design team, I think you're going to have to have somebody looking out for that specifically. Definitely. Whether they're a manager or another designer, but somebody like somebody that's actually looking out for like the holistic experience that's happening. Yeah. And trying to figure out who needs to get put together. You need somebody advocating for that. But design tools can do that too. It sounds like Figma, Figma can help out with that. I think Abstract in our case has helped out a little bit with that. Uh, just that visibility of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in any, I think if, if there's two people, you have two people and you're in a startup, right? And you're sitting next to each other, super easy to collaborate because you're sitting next to each other. You see each other's screens all the time. You're only working on two things, maybe four things, you know? Yeah. Like you're only working on a handful of things anyway, but then you add another designer that adds two more things and two more things and two more things. So you keep adding more designers and you add more projects. You know, your projects, you have, you have a lot of designers, plus you have, a lot of projects so then at some point you have to have somebody sort of owning that facilitation yeah right i think that's that's really helpful and i think that's it's definitely key to like of course first hire the people who need the, who who will collaborate it's also important to have that that facilitator too because as you said like we we here at canopy we we struggle with this at times and we have tried a lot of different things and I wanted to jump back into that because I think that's really interesting. Like, I think there's probably not a one solution to help your team be more collaborative. Yeah. I think you're going to have different people, different personalities, different processes, and you need to try different things. And like, we mm -hmm. do that here at Canopy all the time. We like, we'll try something, then we'll talk about it. Is this working? Is it not working? Okay, let's, let's adjust it. Let's change this here, move this over here. And we, we're doing that all the time just, just to try to make it better. So I think it's good to like also experiment, you know, do some, do some design thinking with you. You need to think about the design problem at hand. You do. Yeah. And, you need and then, to and then formulate some kind of thoughtful process on mm -hmm. how to uh, solve that problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it is good. Cause like even on our team, um, everybody's different personalities. Some, I'm probably the only one that, that likes to share designs in Slack. Mm -hmm. Like I'll just post a screenshot and ask people for feedback. Uh, there's not too many other people on the team that like to do that. Um, a lot of, a lot of the designers on our team want to go out 
and, you know, sit down with people and talk to people. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, I want to go over to their desk and, you know, carve out some time and talk to them for 15, 20 minutes about this and get their feedback. So, uh, yeah, knowing your team and what kind of what they prefer, the communication pieces, um, is like a huge, it's like a huge thing because as a facilitator, as somebody trying to figure out how to collaborate, you can't just force people to do stuff that they won't do. Right? You, you can try, but I'm not sure it's going to work. Yeah. Well, that's part of experimentation and trying different things out. Oh, uh, totally. Yeah. We'll try this out. And then when nobody shows up, then it's like, well, <laughs> well then what happened? Is it because they don't care mm-hmm. or is it because that's not their form of communication? Or if we do a meeting at 830 in the morning, everybody's tired. Like you just have to figure out what it is best for your team. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I This one's a hard one because I haven't really – it's hard to answer because I haven't worked on a team that's like 20-plus people. Yeah. So so what do you think? Do you think <laughs> – I think we had a good – I think we had a good start on this topic, uh-huh. but I feel totally inadequate about this topic. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> so I think, I think we should reach out and talk to some people, maybe interview some people, figure it out. That sounds good to me. We got to talk to people. It would be really interesting to talk – it would actually be really interesting to talk to Allie Clark because <clears throat> she's at a large firm, yeah. a large company, and see even like where, like what, what she feels like. Is there a deficit? Mm-hmm. Is there a place that's they're deficient at? Um, and then talk to some other people. It's going to be a little tricky around here because there's not too many large companies. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll have to see what we can what we can muster up in terms right. of answers. But I think I think it'd definitely be great to get all the feedback of what is working with our teams, what isn't working. Yeah. Um, and then I think I think an interesting part would be the tools and processes they use. Yeah. Like, do does everybody like do they use a specific tool for critique and collaboration, mm-hmm. or do they have a meeting set up every week? You know, what what is their process like? Yeah. I think that'd be interesting to figure out. And, and then see if that's even working. I concur. Some Patrick. of these places won't even pay. Like, they're going to tell us stuff, but they're not even doing it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they tell us the truth. We, we <laughs> said stuff. Yeah, we do this, and the no, not really, not as effectively. Yeah. All right. Well, let's reach out. Let's reach out to some people. Let's figure it out. Interview some people. Talk to some people. Slack mm-hmm. some people. Uh, then we'll do a part part two. Sweet man. And then if if we get a conclusion to the uh, hashtag one nipple <laughs> or hashtag hashtag two uh-huh. two belly buttons, <laughs> we can conclude that one as well. Yeah. All right, man. Let's let's do this. Let's figure it out. Uh, in the meantime, you're listening to the podcast right now. You have topics. You wanna you wanna cast your vote. On the one nipple versus two, uh-huh. <laughs> two belly buttons. Uh, yeah, topics at designmuch.org. Hit us up on Design Much Twitter or uh, LinkedIn or whatever. Uh, hashtag Design Much Topics. Let's try that. I don't think anybody's posted anything at hashtag Design Much Topics yet. Uh, I just checked Twitter. I haven't <laughs> seen anything. Um, Should look at other places, but yeah. You're listening. We know you're listening because we. We, we know people are out there listening 
And uh, it would be great, too. Uh, Andy designed some pretty sweet shirts with the logo on them. You should go check them out at designmuch.threadless.com. Um, I've seen a couple people wearing the shirts, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, out in the wild. be nice to see more out in the wild. I think it's a great brand, Andy. Do you think it's a great brand? I'm a little I feel biased. Like you're biased. <laughs> Just a little bit. So I'll, I'll say it's okay. <laughs> I think I think it's a good brand. Uh, I think um, I've had I've had some good. Uh, was uh, it was Jess, it was it was not Jessica Jennifer Mitchell that I met at the workshop that told us we should be like we should be putting our brand on water bottles and uh-huh. blankets and like all kinds of stuff because she thought it was like one of the best brands she's ever seen. Ever seen? Yeah. Wow. Ever seen? Nice. Yeah, well, I guess I guess we should just do it. Then. We should just do it, right? Okay. Earrings. I don't know. What, what else? What else could we put? We can put a logo on anything, right? You can, yeah. Toothbrushes. Toothbrushes. Yeah, go to bed every night brushing your teeth with a Design Much toothbrush. Yeah. That'd be pretty sweet. We have a Design Much workshop coming up in August, uh, August thirtieth. Uh, how to facilitate a better design critique. Um, this will be experiences we've had from talking to people on the podcast mm-hmm. uh like your ben pecks that, remember, remember that was that? a great we one him. yeah we freaking took half that stuff and we've been doing it for the last year and a half and i think it's been great and it works great and it's a great way to collaborate mm-hmm. in a larger team on a larger team yep so we'll do that uh 9 a.m here at canopy in lehigh uh august 30th yeah and then uh yeah go rate us up on itunes 4.8, that's what we're shooting for. <laughs> or we have or something, I don't know. We don't want to dip below a 4.2. Yeah, at that it's, point, we're shuttering the doors. Yeah. We're, we're all done. I mean, we're turning it off. Mm-hmm. We're going to power down, the, uh, power down everything. <laughs> so keep the lights on. Give us a 4.8. <laughs> <laughs> it's turned to a telephone all of a sudden. <laughs> if it turns into a telephone, do we have to get tote bags? Well, so they always give away tote bags. They do. Or coffee mugs. Which I think our, our listeners would love. Yeah. Tote bags with like the, a tote design bag? much. That what do you tote around in a tote bag, Andy? Uh, library books. Library books? Is yeah. that the only thing? It's <laughs> the only thing I can think of. What else of. do you put in a tote bag? Um, severed head? Have you ever put a severed head if in If I a had a bag? severed head, I think I'd put it in a tote bag. Yeah. But if I had a severed head, I'd probably shrink it first. So I could have a shrunken <laughs> severed head. Shrunken and then I could put it in a little jar. You're disgusting. And then i put it in a tote bag. I'm disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how to shrink heads now? No, I don't. But oh. I, you can Google that, right? Is that right? something you can learn? Is <laughs> yeah. that something you can pick I'm up? sure there's a YouTube video. <laughs> Is that the same as pickling something? I think it's the exact same. I think that's where pickling came from. Yeah. <laughs> shrunken heads. Shrunken heads. Somebody's some some try was pickling a bunch of dudes' heads, yeah. and then somebody accidentally threw a cucumber in there. Uh-huh. Like, oh, this <laughs> and is they great. Came out, they're like, oh, this is deal pickle. This goes great. great with my Subway sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can have some uh, design my shrunken head jars. Should we do that? <laughs> yes. Put the logo on it. Those would be a hit. A man. Shrunken head jar. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyway, go to designmuch.com or designmuch, not .com. I don't know what that is. Don't go there. Go to designmuch.threadless.com and order yourself a Design Much pickle jar. Put your pickles in. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. Well, that's it, Andy. 
That's we it. Done? We done for this one? I think so. All right. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>